0: beginning of um u.s involvement in the coup uh, one thing i think that you guys explained really well better than i had heard it before and I'd, I'd heard parts of this story from people like Gould and fitzgerald because i was listening to these on podcasts and interviews and things for years before uh i'd even started to write about this but i, and I found this fascinating but it was always really confusing and i never delved into this aspect of it that much and then Adam Curtis has his own kind of bullshit version of it, which I think confused me even more, which I think is Adam Curtis's job. But you guys explain it really well. And I think to my mind, you the implica- what you leave as an implication to me, I think you've established as as likely the truth. And that is that Amin was a CIA asset, even though he was a super communist. apparently he's a super communist but (laughs) this to me is so nefarious and it's like the fact that i even though i've researched this stuff a lot the fact that i didn't really look that much into this particular aspect of it i looked at more of like what brzezinski and gates wrote about it after the fact but can you explain like how you how how you you focused on him and then what the significance of this guy is because it is it is wild
1: Sure. So Hafizullah Amin was the leader of Afghanistan. He was the leader of the Afghan communists that took over in a mid 19, late 1970s revolution. And it was a, it was an unexpected revolution. He, the Soviet union did not particularly support the Afghan communist party. They didn't think of them as, as a particularly as a bunch of winners. So when they succeeded in deposing the sort of previous, um, you know, autocrat, um, a guy named Daoud. uh, and this guy Amin. Sort of, he was the the bloodiest of the communists of the Afghan communists. He rose to the top, and Amin was also a. He had previously studied in America. He had been a. Uh, he had been a student at Columbia University, and he had been president of the Afghan Students Association. And in the late 1960s, Ramparts magazine, which revealed the fact that the National Student Association, which was a kind of controlled opposition student group, that had been, that w- it revealed that basically all of the NSA's money had come from the CIA, and and this Af- and this Afghan Student Association revelation was like literally a guy who had been at UC Berkeley. Telling, you know, writing at ramparts about his experience of being recruited, like an Afghan student in in America, of it writing about his experience of being recruited by the government to run to run this group, or to be a part of it, and so you know, it's 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 extremely extremely strong evidence that i mean you know just going on that alone before any of the stuff that comes up in the 70s that well if he was the president of this group that we know you know another guy says was being run as a cia uh cutout that like i mean had a relationship of some kind with the cia um fast there's a direct fast, brzezinski connection right well that he the, so brzezinski was at columbia and i mean um had also been at columbia and I think you know, there's there's some overlap. I think it's also it's 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 more. I don't know if that there was a specific connection between the two. I think it it definitely at a minimum. You can say it speaks to the spookiness of Columbia University. Um,
0: oh yeah, that's the one that. Well, no, that they were they were a big Rockefeller school. I mean, I think Jay Beard was it. Uh, after world war one this was like kind of scandalous like uh there were it was controversial the way that they were so yeah i mean i think first. pretty
1: much any like university probably has skeletons like that yeah
0: um and it's columbia, like the, the, is, columbia is columbia and is, is, chicago are the most rockefeller associated with Rockefellers. yeah standard. i
1: mean columbia is now just like the worst landlord in new york that kind of thing but uh, anyway so they um um they i mean in in afghanistan he is you know he's leader of the country he comes from a faction that is numerically superior within like the among the afghan communists called Khalkh, and they are the sort of more um provincial uh radi- like rural radicals and parchan the, their other faction is you know more moderate so to speak and Amin. Basically, is like he's you know like ramping up the executions, the Soviet Union, and he's been asking for Soviet troops to come in, you know, for for a while, and the Soviets say you know like they, they begin to say, all right, all right, all right, all right, like we've got to take stock here. We've actually we've just got to kill this guy and stabilize it and then get out. And Amin, you know, there's some reports that he had uh, he was a Pashtun. And uh, there, you know, uh, Elizabeth Gould and Paul Fitzgerald have reported that he had made contact, uh, or had been in contact um, with Golbadine Hekmatyar who was a kinsman of his and who was soon to become an American-financed warlord. But the sort of, you know, the the, the I think the most relevant detail is that, um, based on a testimony from a Soviet from a Soviet military official that we had translated uh, by a friend of our show by a friend of the show. We you know, he he says that he makes it clear that regardless of what you know we think now, you know, uh, 50 years later about whether or not Amin was acting under the influence of the CIA in the late 1970s, which you know the circumstances there's 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 some strong evidence supporting that the Soviets believed it they took it they took it that that's, that is what they contended would be the reality and I don't think that they were off base you know to to think that based on how Amin had been sort of like rapid, you know, he, I mean, he'd just been like shooting his opponents and, and against the, against the council of the Soviet union and had, uh, you know, killed his uh, any potential rival for power. Um, You know, it was the, it was, it was not a situation that the Soviet union necessarily wanted to, you know, perpetuate in their sphere of influence. So I think that there is, again, like it's a, it's hard with these kinds of things, right? To You know, because they are by their nature, these sorts of things like, you know, cultivating um, a CIA asset in the st- as a student in the 60s. Uh, it's not exactly something that, you know, they're going to make very obvious was the case years later. However, like we have some really interesting and persuasive facts that indicate that like, yeah, Amin was like... I mean, I mean, stank like a Langley motherfucker.
0: That was just an excerpt from the American Exception podcast. To hear the whole episode, as well as archived and new episodes, please subscribe to the American Exception podcast at Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to patreon.com slash American Exception. Subscribe and you can join us as we illuminate the dark side of the U.S. Empire.